This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, Vlord GTZ, and with me today I have Marion. Hello, everyone. And also with us today is Sakaki. What's up, all? How you both doing today? Pretty good. Great. I, was, I was actually like pretty hyped because uh, when I woke up this morning, apparently the, the chapter came out of Manga Plus, and I didn't have to wait until 3 p.m. Yeah, chapters were really kind of weird this week. Because I think because of the holidays, the English chapters kind of got a bit delayed. So the Japanese release came out like a few days earlier than the English release. But then even Manga Plus and Viz were releasing the chapters at different times, so it was a whole confusing mess. Yeah, well, I was kind of weirded out by the fact that we got them today. I was like totally expecting them yesterday. Yeah, and it's like, it seems like it's a one-time thing, because we're going back to Sunday releases for the next chapter. Yeah, it looks like it was really just, like, the holiday. Yeah, my guess is, like, probably not enough of, like, the translators and letterers, like, had time to work on them over the holidays. So, like, a lot of it just got pushed back, probably. It happens. Yeah, or maybe even, like, the people working on the server, like, uploading or making sure that everything goes up. We needed time off. Yeah. That's what I thought. It is a mystery, but hey, we have the chapter now, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good chapter, I'd say. Yeah. We got back to some action. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, I guess let's not cut to the chase here and just get straight into it. Okay. Yeah, so this week we have Demon Slayer Chapter 189, Reassuring Comrades. Our opening page here, we see Nesuko, uh, who seems to be slowly running towards the battle that is currently ongoing. I mean, as we saw in the previous chapter, she escaped from, like, where she was sleeping before with her signature Naruto run. So, it seems like she's uh, deactivated her Naruto run is now just doing a light Naruto jog. A Naruto skip, if you will. Yeah, I mean, there are very different levels of the Naruto walking process. The Naruto run is the most difficult. You go faster than a missile, but uh, sometimes you have to to just take it a little bit slower. But uh, moving on, uh, we then pan over to the Demon Slayers, and we see just some uh, various uh, members of the Demon Slayer Corps trying to ward off the uh, villagers from going further into the town where the main meat of the battle is taking place with Muzan. And they're kind of asking all these different questions, like, is there a fire, or is, like, anything uh, going wrong? And obviously the Demon Slayer Corps don't want to really, like, say, hey, there's a demon killing a bunch of people in there. So they're kind of just being very hush-hush about it. Um, And as they're kind of cleaning up the area, they notice a collapsing building and that there's a cat underneath it so one of the uh demon slayer members lifts up the rubble and we see that it's tamayo's cat and the cat has a very serious face and it starts scurrying off that was a that was a surprise yeah 
Yeah, I was surprised to even see the cat. Like, the cat hasn't appeared since, like, chapter 95, I think. Yeah, in the Red Light District arc. Well, that, it was actually the Swordsmith Village arc. Oh, right after that. So it also appeared in the Red Light District arc, where, like, uh, in a kind of funny uh, panel sequence, where, like, Tanjiro was getting the blood from the Kizuki number six, and then, like, the cat just randomly appears, Tanjiro pets the cat, and then the cat just walks off. Like, out of context, it looks so random, but hey, the cat was there. It was doing its job. It is the true hero of Demon Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> the actual MVP. Yeah. Murata, Murata hasn't done crap. The cat, the cat is usurping him in every way. The cat is going to be the next Hashira. Hashtag Kimetsu cat. <laughs> Kimetsu no Neko. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tama is a popular name for cats in Japan, so... <laughs> and it's owned by Tama-yo. <laughs> Tama-yo. Tama-yo. <laughs> But uh, we then move on to the main battle again, where we see Muzan trying to cut up Obanai, and Obanai is trying to do everything he can to avoid Muzan's attacks, and he cuts off one of uh, Muzan's tentacles and then kicks it away. Uh, basically, the strategy there is that if it's away from Muzan, it will slow down the regeneration process, and it's like he can't just immediately reattach the segment of that limb. Mm-hmm. But then Muzan kind of counters attack with his own, like, technique of, like, inhalation with his mouths on his, like, tentacles. And uh, it kind of just messes with uh, Obanai, and it's reducing his endurance severely. And he's just kind of being overwhelmed by the entire situation. Like, he's trying to say here, like, every second counts, and... Each second is another second that uh, basically the lives of our comrades did not waste. We then pan over to Giyu, who actually gets his sword knocked away by one of the tentacles. And, like, you see that his, like, arm has been, like, affected by Muzan's uh, blood. And, like, it's starting to actually, like, affect his, like, literal grip. And, like, the tentacle starts, like, swinging at him. The face he makes is, like... I feel like it's unintentionally hilarious. It reminded me of the, uh, the meme of the guy who's like, why can't I hold all these lines? <laughs> oh no. Why can't I hold my blade? Oh, that's why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's like, of course, like, Kinsu's art has come a long way from the story, but yeah, it does have those unintentionally funny moments just because of the way it's, the way Gotoge approaches, like, like, uh, I don't want to say character design, but just the way they approach, like, some way facial features approach like because this is the same sort of face you'd expect in a comedic moment with somebody surprised you know there's like yeah. not much of a difference <laughs> now Obanai shows up and then um gosh uh Shinazugawa is like dude you know get your fa- get your head in the game or I'll kill you before he can <laughs> <laughs> and you know Giyu and now we get a more we get a different face from Giyu and he looks you know, he looks desperate. Like, yeah, I gotta stay in this. And I read this as like, of course, he was the most shocked when Tanjiro, quote unquote, died. <laughs> so I kind of read this as a little bit of him just being kind of like, I already let you know this this kid that I got involved in this is now gone. Maybe 
I mean, and I got to do this for, I got to stay in this for me, <laughs> clearly, and I got to stay in this for him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't say it. You know, he more or less just says he's just psyching himself up like I'm the water Hashira, so I have to put up a worthy fight until the end. But his expression to me kind of reads as more than just, okay, yeah, I mean, obviously, if I get messed up here, I'll die. It reads as something a little bit more desperate than that. Like, I can't let everything that's happened here go to vain, you know. And then Muzon's like, wow. I mean, he he looks like a kind of... He, meanwhile, we're, we're talking about the expression. Muzon's kind of looking like, you know, I had a whole day planned after this. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's just this cold disattachment to everything that's going on here. And he's like, yeah, you know, I was going to take a bath. I was going to walk my dog. I was, I had plans. You guys are just chilling, and I, I don't like this. There's still, he's counting it down, too. He's like a kid in school. It's one hour and 14 minutes until until recess. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, granted, you know, he's still playing with them, even though it's not a recess they're enjoying. So he's like, and, you know, they've got an hour, 14 minutes, and it doesn't take me but five minutes to recover. So, you know. You guys can stroke all you want, but you're still gonna die. And um Gyome, Gyome's like Gyome's kind of figured this out too. Like, yeah, you know, grit and guts work in other shonen series, but they're not gonna work for us. <laughs> We're not gonna last that long. And then like Shinasugawa is like and and I and I mean just as an aside, I remember his name only because he's like got death in his name. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like uh, I'm thinking the kanji of his name, and that's how I remember it. Like I, I can't remember a shonen protagonist who has death in his name, <laughs> or even though he's not the protagonist, still he's still a good guy. <laughs> a good guy, yeah. And so, like the fact that death is in his name—that's how I remember it. But yeah, they're they're both like Shinazugawa was like, "Hey, listen, you know, you could take my body, but you know, I'll bite you down even if all I got is a head left." Which is pretty hardcore. Yeah, I mean, he's got. He's a dude with death in his name. I expect no less. <laughs> death metal, like death metal core. So, um, and then Obanai's like, you know, Obanai realizes like the poison's like alcohol, which is like the smaller you are, the faster it spreads. It's oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had. I read this in Japanese, so like a lot of my thoughts were like both on the chapter, and then so I, this is like my second, my first time reading it in English. So I have a whole lot of different thoughts going into it. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's his body's smaller, so the poison's spreading faster. And then I love this again. Get another. He's got just like a range, a myriad of expressions. This chapter, and like the one he has here above, um, Obanai's like realizing there's poison spreading with me faster. It's just. Yeah, he don't look too good. Like this is not going faring well for him. He's trying his best, but it's it, it hurts. And then, then okay, our hero, you know, our hero, the cat, shows up and he finished. He's he's like his expression is like he just had to stop writing a fiction novel in his head and actually acknowledge something is happening. <laughs> 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 and then the cat, like vials pop. This cat's wearing a backpack. I, I, I think we mentioned that, but it's wearing a backpack and then like vials pop up and then they just pop out of the cat's backpack and just stab um, Obanai, uh, Giyu, and Gyome. And they're like, uh, what the, what's going on here? And, oh, right. And then Muzan, Muzan just rips our hero in half. So moment of silence for cat. Rip cat. 
<laughs> and one thing I love is that Muzan just kills it and then asks what's happening. So he actually shoots first, asks questions later. <laughs> <laughs> he just re- he reflexively was just like, no, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a dog person. Yeah, I don't what- carry Benadryl. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. And then uh, as we move on uh, to the next page, it's uh, we see Sanami. He's just like, whoa, what's going on? Uh, we see like the the veins and like the, the blood clots appearing on the face are like gradually disappearing. Uh, and everyone's still reacting to Muzan's attacks and just like making sure that uh, they're not getting like sliced up or whatever. But uh, he, he says the obvious... Uh, I don't know why, but a passing cat just helped us. Like, yeah, this cat was like actually, it was like cat killing, like the the the, the dying message or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, he notes that like the the disturbance to his poles and his body's pain are like are improving, and that uh, Guillaume is thinking like, wow, I can't explain it, but that was very lucky. I feel like that's that's what every uh. Every shonen hero is thinking whenever they get like a random power up or, uh, you know, like do sex machina or whatever happens. He's voicing what uh, everyone else is afraid to, but uh, <laughs> every other author of you. Uh, it may only be temporary uh, for the symptoms, but everyone can keep on fighting. And Muzan is like pissed now. Like his face is uh, obscured a bit by his hair, and uh, he's going like that woman. I was definitely Tamiya. She created something like a serum to stop the, the cell destruction from his blood. And even when she's de- when she's dead, she she backs. And now, now that he's like really pissed off, it, it looks like he's going more all out. Uh, he's he's yelling like, "Give up this pointless struggle and just die!" And on the next page, we see tons of like craters just appearing on the ground with like. Uh, all of the, like, the slashing sound effects or whatever, uh, all the Hashira, they have to jump back to avoid it. And, uh, we see, like, little, like, the ripples of, like, the tornado from, like, the, the mouths on his arms, like, sucking in the air. Like, that's what, I think that's what's making the craters. It's just, it's just chaos. Uh, and we see Ovenai go back to him and he says, I have, I have achieved less in this battle than anyone else. And, I wish I could deliver a more effective attack. So, this is like going back to the last chapter. How uh, this this wants he wants this to be like his last hurrah and like actually make an impact in this fight. So, I guess uh, he's thinking to himself: when living creatures are near death, they exert explosive strength. And uh, going back through his own memories, a weak hand that has never lifted anything. Heavy, heavier than chopsticks, was able to break through a thick lattice wall of a cell with a single hairpin. And Tokito, in the same fight, um, on the verge of his death, he turned a white katana bright red and proved that regardless of the color of a katana, anyone can turn it uh, into a, a, a red blade. So, thinking uh, about the, the report that the crow made uh, back, in the, back in the facility, uh, all that Tokyo, all that Tokito did in that moment was just strongly grip his katana. So it seems like a strong blow is what raised the katana's temperature. So what stains a blade red is its wielder pressing himself to the brink of death, and we see the mark 
on uh, Obanai's arm, like spreading. So, so that his grip is like a vice, and we see the blade like turning red. And you know what? Like, <laughs> I thought this was like, I thought this was kind of funny. Just like, if you believe really hard and squeeze like with all your strength, it'll turn red. Like, I don't Probably. know. <laughs> we were we were discussing it beforehand, and like I said, it just reminds me of a Bills Above moment where it was just like the villain, even the villain is just like flabbergasted, like he's fighting um Oga, and like Oga's like basically talking about how he has this secret technique, and it's like yeah. the same thing he did before. So like the villain is like, so your secret technique? He just incredulously asked him, your secret technique is trying harder. <laughs> it's just. That's what, when you said that, that's what this reminded me of. <laughs> I mean, it works. I mean, you know what? Like, actually, uh, it goes back to, like, what he said just a couple pages earlier, that when living creatures are near death, they exert explosive strength. So, like, yeah. okay, yeah, like, all this time, you've been, you've been, like, messing up in your, in your own words, I mean. And then, uh, so, like, all right, I'll, I'll do this, I'll lose it, I'll, like, try it, like, again, like, with all my strength this time, or whatever, like, it checks out. It's, the logic is just like I don't know. It, I just find it funny. Like I, I, I accept it, though. I accept it. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. It, it's like a documented phenomenon too. So it's not like completely just holy shit shown in logic. You know, it it makes sense. But it's just, I guess, maybe just for me, I guess hearing it voiced out just makes it kind of take this quality of like okay sure <laughs> you know <laughs> like if it had just been a thing where what this whole thing was silent like like i was with it when he was you know recounting how this got him out of the cell yeah that was yeah. bad that was cool I, that was I, like i was with it you know irrelevant. yeah you know then i was with it but just hearing him voice it like out i guess it would have just i mean on one hand yeah it would have been probably weird if the page was just like completely blank and then his sword just started glowing i mean i guess it could still work because you know it's a shonen and you know okay this is the time where you would expect the power up yeah, the the red symbolizes his feelings yeah <laughs> exactly so like it, i guess yeah it could have worked without i don't know maybe it's just me but again i just feel like having the thoughts spelled out like that made it, it it didn't take away from it because like marion said it's not it's not exactly like okay wow this is just completely took me out the moment but it did seem a little ham-fisted i guess is what i'm trying yeah. to say <laughs> but i mean otherwise it was a pretty straight up like action chapter there really wasn't much that's probably why we're able to ad-lib so much <laughs> is that yeah. there just really wasn't much to extrapolate on like the last couple of chapters where there was very there were a lot of layers which as I was saying before we came on, it's just kind of like the peril of reading, you know, we're doing a talk back on a shonen manga week to week. Yet some we, I mean, granted, to give Kimetsu some credit, it's like we've had like, what, a couple, a month or two of just a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> then, just like, I mean, like lore dump and like backstory and stuff. Yeah. All the lore. And this week we just kind of had like mostly action and the cat being the MVP. Exactly. I remembered it was a shonen manga. It was like, wait, 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 wait. I can't, I can't keep flexing on every other thing and jump. I gotta slow down. <laughs> I mean, Kimet, um, Demon Slayer walks. The rest of jump could run this week, but it'll be back. <laughs> Did you have any favorite parts, Beloy? Um, 
I, I honestly do like the final page where we see, like, Obunai, like, starting to squeeze the sword, and, like, you can start seeing the shade of red showing up. Yeah. I like how his his head is, like, popping out of the panel. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really, like, nice detail. Plus his expression there, like, you can really just see that he's, like, pushing himself like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, like even... Even though we were just talking about how it just feels a bit ham-fisted, it's the it's the dialogue more so than the the art. Yeah, like yeah, I said, I feel like I feel like the art alone could have told the story there. I guess if I had to hey, uh, say it too long and didn't listen, comment. <laughs> just, oh no, I get it. Yeah. I, I know exactly because yeah. you just voiced it. Like uh, it, it's almost like how uh, when you were reading the section with Giyu, that you were just like reading his expression and like uh, you instantly knew like what he was thinking about because like. Yeah, you, all those like three pages in a row where like his sword gets picked up, uh, gets saved by other people, and everyone else is talking, but he doesn't. We don't even see his thought. Like, I feel like that same elegance could have been applied here, but I think uh, it was mostly like verbalized in the text, I guess, uh, to satisfy fans. Like, okay, this is how it happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, you know, it is kind of like I, I don't. I think I was talking to someone on Twitter, maybe Ice Emperor. But it does feel like, I mean, uh, okay, I'm going to try not to tangent too much. I know that's what I'm famous for. <laughs> I can't let the people who are listening down. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, okay, now I remember. I was reading Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen, and one thing, despite some of the other stuff that the manga does, one thing Jujutsu Kaisen is really good at is using quiet moments. And I was commenting on that, and me and Ice Emperor were talking about how, like, it feels like a thing where not just jump. I know I, I shit on jump a lot, <laughs> but it's not just jump. It does feel like the last Shonen manga really do feel like they have to hold your hand and explain everything to you. Which, yeah. as a translator, like, who loves Shonen manga, I do, like, when I did start to branch out into Seinen, it does feel like a lot of those don't feel like they have to hold your hand as much. That's why you do get like a lot of manga where it is just like a beautiful two page spread <laughs> and like, or a whole chapter where like maybe one or two words are said between characters. So it does feel like Shonen feels like it has. And, and again, you know, because it is people, it, I mean, the, the, um, the demographic is, you know, teenage kids, but now it's become widespread enough that I feel like they should, you know, take that into consideration that I feel like kids would, kids get kids get stuff <laughs> and adults are reading it too so i don't know i, I got way off subject but yeah um, I mean, I, I, as far as that goes i feel like gote kind of goes back and forth between it like because like two chapters ago i feel we kind of had that with like the yoroichi scene where like he's picking up like the child and like he starts breaking down crying while here with like obanaya he's just kind of like info dumping what he's thinking <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Obanai is making up for all that time that he didn't have on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it do- really does feel like that's what Gotenge is doing. Like they're like, "Hey, I didn't really use Obanai for like this entire series. I gotta like milk the heck out of him now." I mean, gotta like, make sure. Gotta make sure Kenichi Suzumura gets his lines in in the end. <laughs> exactly. We need him to get his money. Yeah, I mean, oh no, I didn't even. <laughs> It does feel like that. He's just like, well, I guess it got make up for like 17 volumes of not talking. <laughs> 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 it's 
I mean, think about it. Like, before this arc, what did we really know about Obadiah besides him being thirsty for uh, Mitsuri? Basically, nothing. And now he's just suddenly found. I love really does conquer all, even like for, like taciturnist. I guess <laughs> like he's he's got really become a chatty a chatty Kathy now that he's in love. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, we we're, we're 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 mocking it a bit, but it's still like it's still far from the worst thing to happen, though. Yeah, you know what? You know what character didn't need an inner monologue though? The cat. The cat never has to talk. We always know how the cat's feeling. Yeah, because he's dead. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel much when you've been ripped in half by Muzan, which we know Muzan's totally a dog lover now. Like you know, <laughs> if it were a dog, like yeah, like because <laughs> I mean, before we caught Almerion, made the joke, and I and I forgot to make the joke, and I'm so sorry that clearly Gotoge is trying to one up Araki. Yeah, <laughs> no, not, to, not to be outdone by Jojo. Uh, killing animals. <laughs> Baraki hates dogs, and well, Gotoge hates cats. So now, now the gauntlet's been thrown. <laughs> I just yeah. want to know how they feel about birds. <laughs> <laughs> and when we saw a Kasugai crow get killed. Oh, geez, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, Chuntaro survived, so that's Ooh. all that matters. Okay, there you go. Uh, I I was like kind of sem- like semi joking about it, but like, uh, the cat is literally like Kakyo, and like he's the one who like doesn't like figure out the secrets specifically, but like gives them what they need to like keep the fight going. Shout out to Cat Killing. Cat, yes, <laughs> that's so good, <laughs> and it, and it sticks with the JoJo. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's that's good though. Cat, okay, that's cat, the title of the episode, Cat Killing. Yes, that's that's. <laughs> And a title of the oh, episode. Not only that, but uh, it was uh, its master is Tamayo, so it's also a milf hunter. <laughs> My God, this um, is so good. I, I just wanted to shout out a couple panels that I thought were really good. Uh, on page four, uh, you see like I just like the composition of the whole page. Like you start at the top, and uh, your eyes read like they go right to left, and you see like the the arc of uh is it is it open eye jumping yeah it's open eye jumping jumping and then like the like Muzan's arms like takes a good third of that panel and then right below it uh as open eye is like swinging down the panel cuts and then where the blade is supposed to be uh the next two panels are like directly separated by it and we see like uh the arm is cut and then right there like Right below it, his foot is like kicking the arm up. So like those are like cut by like you see like the the white space in between the gutter. Uh, that's where the blade is supposed to be. I thought that looked really cool. Okay, yeah, I actually didn't notice it. That is pretty cool. Yeah, and then like the the jump is like uh, completed as like your eyes go back to the to the bottom right and uh, like open eyes to like he's in midair, but now he's upside down. So that that was a cool transition. And there was another one. Uh, I think it was with. I think it was with you. Okay, okay, I found it. Uh, it's it's on page nine. Uh, like as soon as Giyu like loses uh the grip on his sword, uh, we start with Giyu's face. He's looking forward, and we follow his eyes. Uh, where the sword is like going down, and like 
the sword is facing down, and right there on the on the middle panel, you see Muzan, and pose that Muzan is doing. Uh, oh no, he's picking up his sword. My bad. He's picking up his sword back so that he can do like his next move, and then like. As soon as uh, we go to the, the the panel right below it, Muzan is doing the same thing with his arm, where uh, the the panel between Giyu and his his hand gra- grabbing the sword, it looks like it's cutting into uh, like those two panels with his arms. Uh, if you just follow like the the direction that his arm is moving with the pose, and then like right below uh, Giyu, because he's also jumping, he does the same thing where like his body is now upside down again. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I just I just think it's cool when you see like panels like work out like that. Like uh Gotoke has a good eye for composition. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I totally agreed on that. Like I've yet to find a Demon Slayer page and I'm like, uh that didn't work. <laughs> but like Gotoke is just really good at and I feel like it probably is because the art is the way like it's because I feel like I'm not gonna say so much that um, Gotoke doesn't like spend a lot of time character arc, I have no idea. But I feel like there is like a more of a focus on composition over and when there when the character art needs to be the focus, then Gotoge is right there. But yeah, I feel like you have like you have the artists that focus on every character in every panel. So you can see that burnout happening. <laughs> and then you have the artists that are like and it's probably why Togashi likes some um uh, Demon Slayer. You have people like him. They're like, yeah, you know, I'll, you know, I only need to draw a little sketchy thing here, but okay, there's this page where it's going to be front and center this character, and he's right there for it, right? <laughs> and I feel like I, I wouldn't, I don't know if Gotoge is inspired by Togashi at all, but like, it definitely feels like they have that sense of like, okay, I don't need to focus on Tanjiro or whoever in this mini panel. So I'm not going to spend like three hours drawing him, <laughs> but like in this big panel where he's taking out a demon, yeah, that's what I need to focus on. Yeah, the and rest it's also of just. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was like, it's like using the 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 size and orientation of the page to its advantage when you're yeah. like moving from panel to panel, because like it's something that I was yeah. I was like thinking about for like the past couple of weeks. I saw like some YouTube video about like a a cartoonist who like looks at uh like other other comic artists and like he recently started also looking at uh some manga art and he was he was bringing up the fact that like uh when it comes to like reading manga from like left to right that uh we're not always uh like as westerners we don't really have the same experience just because like yeah like we we get it because we we do read manga and stuff but we don't do that for every single piece of media so there's gonna be times where like uh, you'll see like a, a page or like like a single layout of a page or whatever. But um, if it's just like one like spread or whatever, most people are still gonna look from like left to right because it's just like it just looks like a normal like page, right? And that's how your eyes scan the image. But uh, Japanese people will always be like reading from like the top right going down, and that dictates a lot of like how how some of the panels are like laid out, like on page um. 11 you see like the the sound effect is like right there where you're supposed to like uh begin the page and like the page right before uh gyome and sanami their eyes follow like the action lines where it's like slanted downwards uh for like the the bottom of the page and then you flip it and then right there like it's like the same direction 
you see the action lines going, uh, and like there's uh, Gyu, and then the panel right below it, it's like, oh, now that now the lines are pointing up, and you see like the cat, and from there, Muzan is like it's still facing down, but the bottom panel, uh, as you see like the action lines going up, and Muzan is raising his head, and it's just like, nice, like this this is sequential art. That's what comics are. This is all really. Uh, I'm gonna have to get the name of that person because <laughs> <laughs> this is also like it's stuff I've thought about, but never really like. I just know. I guess as somebody who's like made that transition, like I only read a few, like a little bit of like American comics as a kid. So like I wasn't really big in the comics. I was more the newspaper funnies kind of guy than I was yeah, like yeah. Superman. Batman. So. I guess, I mean, just the transition of going from that to manga wasn't nearly as like jarring as it would be from somebody who like grew up on Batman and Superman. Yeah. Like for me, it was just like, oh, okay, you know, oh, you just maybe, maybe one volume I might have been like, whoa, whoa, okay, wait, it's backwards. But after that, it just became second nature. Yeah. Like for me, like I, read manga before reading American comics. So, like, for me, reading a regular American comic is awkward for me. Like, it feels wrong to read left to right. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's how I felt going back to, like, reading, like, you know, um, American comics. I was just like, this is weird to me now. <laughs> what I is know, this weird left-to-right nature? Like, this stuff is supposed to be what I'm supposed to have grown up with, <laughs> but... I didn't, so, like, I just naturally gravitated to manga first. Manga ruined us. We've been corrupted. <laughs> I, I, I seriously, I, I would seriously love it, like, if we could just have, if we just gather people together. Like, because now with manga being super accessible, like, back in, uh, well, I guess it's not really a secret I'm the oldest one here, but <laughs> back in my day, like getting manga was like, it, it, I mean, it was there of course, but you know, it was a lot of it was flipped. Yeah. The so we, yeah, we had to, we, we had a lot of flip. I think I even have like a couple of old flipped things lying around somewhere in my room. So we didn't get the experience like this, like nowadays. Now I can imagine somebody actually never like legitimately never reading like a wrong if you just or somebody who just got into manga straight without reading any like western comics i i would love to meet people like that who just never did they're not from asian countries they grew up in western you know countries and they just took the manga because it's super accessible now yeah like when i was growing up like it was right around the time when like right to left it was becoming more commonplace so, like, there was a small amount of, like, still left to right, but mostly was right to left already. Yeah. So, like, I I mean, going back to what Marion was saying, like, I just, it, again, it just became, it became um just second nature to me to just read stuff like that. So I never really thought about layouts. It's only when, it, it's only, I, I guess, it's around the time when I started writing, because one thing my friend says about me is, like, I, I write. But like she says, I have very shonen manga like pacing. <laughs> I mean, like it, I never really thought about it until she mentioned it. She was reading my stuff like your stuff reads more like you a shonen manga, like just without the pictures. And then it's just like, huh? And so it's like I internalized like comp page compositions and then spit them out in um, text format. <laughs> 
So like then I started actually paying attention to like composition, like oh how this page is set up and everything like that. And I definitely think the Gotoge is a great kind of entryway into. I, I definitely don't want to tell people like you should study <laughs> like Demon Slayer. <laughs> no, you should read it first and enjoy it. Then if that if you're so inclined, then yeah. But I think it really is like Gotoge is like deafness with um the composition is like if you did want to just find if you did want to just start looking at comics for composition in the way how it tells stories i think that demon slayer is a good entryway into that especially if you just want if you also want something that is just a good read in general yeah i would uh definitely agree it's definitely uh as we have seen with like the anime boom of like demon slayer is very like movie friendly in terms of like getting getting your feet wet with uh just like i guess anime in general and like the manga is like manga is good too like the anime had a good foundation to work with yeah yeah i mean we we everybody's singing ufo people's praises but i feel like you can't forget that the in order for them to make a strong anime they found the what they're adapting had to be had to have been strong content too yeah you can't i mean there are some directors and staff that can make a gold out of shit but that's not usual. That's not something that usually happens. <laughs> like the, the, the generally speaking, you get a strong anime from a if it's adapting, you get a strong adaption from a strong original work. So, like, yeah, I, I'd agree with Marion. Like, I, I feel like Demon Slayer, both its storytelling and its approach to um, its whichever medium it's in, is really a great way to get into. I, I mean. I could see it being kind of the Dragon Ball of a new generation, sort of. I hate saying that, actually. <laughs> I feel really, <laughs> I feel re- I'm actually dusting myself off right now. I don't know if you can hear it, but I, I, I say it and I hate saying it, but I actually I believe it, too. I could definitely see this being like that anime that like gets a generation anime that probably may not have. You say dusting off, but you're really you're really trying to shrug off that. uh that sniper light from the the FBI agent who's monitoring you right now. Yeah, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I probably, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's, this is going to be one of the best podcasts because you're going to have somebody die on air. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> We're going to have two deaths in the podcast. First, the cat. Now it's cocky. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, of course. But like, I do feel like Demon Slayer. If anything, it does have that. Because, like, if we were to talk about Dragon Ball, a lot of people, obviously, they like the storytelling, but a lot of the, what would really resonate with people with Dragon Ball is the fact that, um, especially the manga, is Toriyama's attention to detail and composition. Like, I feel like a lot of people, even who have, quote-unquote, grown past Dragon Ball, can still appreciate that. Mm, definitely. Yeah, so I feel like Demon Slayer would definitely be that. Just that... And I mean, hey, hot take, whatever. Just that actually has a consistent story that stays good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see. I feel too sniper. <laughs> I got two FBI agents, man. <laughs> the Dragon Ball fandom is outside your house. And I'm ready, guys. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh my God. Throw the Sunday at them. Throw every issue of Sunday. I got God and Sunday on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean God's not here anymore? 
<laughs> anyway, oh yeah, so, no Sunday without God wasn't that a no? It was a thing actually, even though it was not a Sunday manga. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 like we've been saying. This is pretty much what this is your. I'm trying to find a way to say this without making it sound bad, but <laughs> it is just a, a, your your typical shonen action chapter where you know the characters are struggling against the villain and you know they get their power up in the middle of the fight which i have to say that i do like the way it's done like we've seen this cat before yeah we we can't explain where it came from or how it keeps popping up but we've seen it before so it's not a it's not a asshole we've seen this cat before we know what tommy is capable of so everything is there so um, I think Gotoke saves this from being something like, oh, well, that just came out of nowhere or whatever. It, it definitely is there and not even something you have to look for. So it was a good power up and everything. And the chapter itself was really good, too. I mean, from an artwork thing, I guess just I guess our at least Mary and I, our thing is just maybe the last page could have done with a little less exposition, especially obvious exposition. Yeah, I think um, like I don't know. I'm I'm okay with the cat. Like I I do kind of like I am on on the side that sort of feels like an asshole. But like I think the the fun that was had with it, with like uh even like Giomi going like, wow, that was very convenient. Like our symptoms are gone and every and it's just like it felt like an office moment where like they're looking at the camera and I'm just like, all right, no, just keep the story going. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, so it, it, I'm cool with it. It's like I'm willing to see for what it is, but like at the end of the day, like they, they just needed to like keep the keep the stuff going because uh, I do I do believe they needed something because it was obviously like everyone was getting cuts, and with like every cut, uh, Muzan is like getting more of his like blood out, infecting people and stuff. So yeah, uh, he's just Muzan is just too OP. They had to like. Like they were saying, like they have to hold out for like even to, just an hour, and it's hard for even like the heroes to believe that. Off, so yeah, yeah, definitely, it, it definitely is one of those things where it's like if you slow down, and think about it too much, then it. But if it's just a thing, and it, and it happened all in a couple pages, so it wasn't right. like dragged out a whole chapter where this cat appears at the end of the chapter, which goes again, as we said many weeks in a row, the, to the pacing. Even with this run, this run of the mill action chapter, it still is paced pretty well. The cat came in, a couple pages gone. Heroes are powered up, and now we're on to the next thing. And I agree, Marianne. We we at this point they needed that kind of pick me up because it was like we couldn't stretch it out more chapters. Although I guess yeah, some of the dialogue was kind of like again with Shinazugawa being like stating everything that we noticed. <laughs> like yeah, it was, I thought it was yeah. funny. I, I thought it was like. Yeah. It was like teetering on the edge of self-aware, even though it definitely was not on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a thing where it was just like, I do feel like, again, one thing that um, me and I Emperor were talking about on Twitter is like this. I, I could imagine, and although I hate like the the whole thing that people say about editorial interference when it, when they, when the author does something that they don't like, then it's, oh, it's not the author's fault, it's their editor. It had to be them. They would never, ever make a mistake. 
I could kind of see this being a thing where it was like, you know, Trump editorial department has its policies and everything like, yeah, you know, I mean, of course, I could also see where it is. Gold Gay just saying, oh, we, I need to have a bunch of dialogue here <laughs> of <Yeah>. something <laughs> or I mean, either or it could be either the editor or, or um, Gold Gay just being like, we need dialogue here, you know, mm-hmm. because it just it just yeah. feels better with it. whatever. Yeah, like I said, I feel like. uh for us, like, uh, like you, you, you called it handholdy a little earlier, and I'm like, yeah, that's definitely. It's just like things that have to be spelled out. I feel like if we didn't have that specific explanation, there are definitely going to be fans who are like the pure like ultra theorists or whatever that they need to know like every detail about how the universe works. Otherwise, they'll be just like, oh, this is a plot hole. We don't know about this or that or whatever. Like, yeah. uh, how in the world did this uh, did this bring back like the making of another red sword or whatever? Like. It's, some things just have to be pointed out to like keep other folks satisfied. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we definitely didn't need a reason for how like the red blade actually works beyond it just being like an ex- like instinctive thing. But yeah, like you said, there are people who would be like, "Hey, why wasn't this explained? What what is this like red blade?" Yeah, and, and of course it could be just a thing that that's like, ex- I mean, well, then again, never mind. I was about to actually make a plot hole in my own. I was about to say, maybe that's seeing a thing that's like specific to Oban but no, he's saying this is how it is for everybody. <laughs> so, like, and maybe, and then of course he's kind of an unreliable narrator because, I mean, how could he know? I mean, he's extrapolating this from what other experiences he's seen. But has anybody explained to him, okay, so Red Blade, sit down, I'm only going to explain this once. You do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from, what, from what, how I see it, like, I think that is his interpretation of, like, how to activate it. But it does kind of also fall in line with what we've seen from how Yorichi and, uh, and Muichiro have activated their Red Blade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then of course, I mean, and I guess it just comes, the hand-holy part just comes in with, like, I guess, on one hand, maybe it isn't so much if this, like, and we have to keep in mind that maybe Demon Slayer is somebody's first shonen, like we were talking about earlier, but I guess maybe it just feels that way to us because we've been around the block. <laughs> like, we know, it's like, typically speaking, the shonen, like, the protagonists are going to get that 11th hour superpower when they're in, you know when they're in harm's way. So to us, it's like, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. We've seen it in a couple other series before this, <laughs> but I guess in a sense too, they have to keep that in mind. And maybe some other person, this is like their first sermon jump series. <laughs> yeah. So it might be a thing where, and I mean, that's fair. That, that is, that is fair. I, I, as weird as that might be to me to think about that somebody's like, first anime or manga is something that was made in the last three years <laughs> it's weird for me to think about it but it's very possible any final thoughts uh did you get everything out Bueller? i think so maybe because right. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like I've, i i barely heard you i yeah i think i've talked definitely a lot less this episode <laughs> Like, I feel bad because I'm just like, am I talking too much? <laughs> nah, it's all good. Uh, I mean, let's see here. I don't know. There's not much else I really want to say. I guess, like, going back to the cat, I guess, like, it's kind of, it kind of does come out of nowhere that the cat has, like, all these antidotes. I would be, I would be satisfied if, uh, when we finally get to Yushiro, 
we'll see like a mini flashback, like a short, like one or one page or whatever of just him like, oh, here, cat, take this or whatever. Or like whenever like Tamayo, if she was the one to put the antidotes in there, like uh, we just see like a little moment of that because uh, I'm, I'm of the I'm of the thought that maybe uh, either Yushiro made it himself or uh, if Tamayo made it that she also gave some to uh, Yushiro. Tamayo gave them to Yushiro, and Yushiro was the one who put them on the, the little backpack. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I think the assumption here is that the cat was just hanging around the area because uh, Tamayo and Yushiro were in the area already. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, I guess, like, I think it is pretty likely that, like, Yushiro has probably his own, like, set of antidotes already on him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I was about to say, well, I mean, where's this cat just showing up now? But I guess it makes sense, like, like um, with the fortress and everything, and the fact that they weren't injured, obviously, going into this fight. So, yeah, obviously, its need was met when, you know, now that they are injured, they need, have a need for it. So it makes sense. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was trapped to begin with, like, the, the Kakushi guy had to, like, get the cat out. Yeah, so... But yeah, no, I I I pretty much uh, said what I have to say. So awesome. I'm glad I got to talk about the panels because I, I I was sure that I was gonna forget that. I'm glad you did too because I really got me. I, I actually again, even though I've read this chapter like one in both languages now, I actually didn't really notice like too much of like the. I was focused more on the text and everything that I didn't really take a note. So I'm glad you actually brought that up. I like I. I've been thinking more about like manga as like a medium and like the stuff that it can do because of the fact that it has like drawings in it. Yeah. No, I mean, that's something, you know, like it used to be something I did a lot more of when I was writing, but since I haven't written in a while, I guess I've kind of gotten away from that, which I need to get back to it. But yeah. So overall we got action packed chapter, you know, rest in peace, kitty or cat, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my god and it's funny because it, so got messed up by the final boss too <laughs> I gotta watch Jojo again now. <laughs> someone needs to like remake Service Crusaders but replace Iggy with the cat yes Ooh, that would be actually awesome <laughs> that would be <laughs> okay wait okay one last thing uh one last tangent uh so, which of the Crusaders are uh, Tanjiro and his crew? Oh no! Zenitsu, Zenitsu has to be Polnareff. Yes. Um. Uh, wow, this is actually. Wait, wait if Zenitsu is Polnareff, what would that make Inosuke? Oh shit! Uh, Double Polnareff. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um. Oh shit! 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 Okay. Um. Inosuke has to be Polnareff, but uh, Zenitsu would then have to be... He would probably have to be Old Joseph, because when he's not, like, uh, being, like, really whiny or whatever, he he's, like, the straight man. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I guess Nezuko would be Jotaro, just for the fact that, like, they both don't talk. <laughs> yes, yes. Perfect. Somebody, and then I was... Somebody, and I was gonna... Did somebody commission this art, please? <laughs> and... and this lines up perfectly because uh, I was going to say Tanjiro is uh, Abdol because one, fire powers. Two, uh, they fight in the first episode. 
It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Is that everyone? Oh, Gekyoin. Oh, uh... The cat's obviously. <laughs> the cat is obviously. Oh no. Uh, Kaki- it's not. I was kidding. <laughs> nah. Uh, oh, Kekyon yeah. is the, the the cool one, so that has to be. Uh... Murata. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was clearly. I was gonna say Kanao. <laughs> oh. Okay. That works. And she also got an eye injury. I mean, we could have like Giyu like instead. That too. Giyu works. Giyu works. Oh no. So then, who's Dio in this? Muzan. Yeah, they're, they're both chads. We've seen Muzan with his shirt off already. Like, it's all there. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm done with this. So I commissioned this art for this show so we can use it as the artwork for this episode, if possible. <laughs> if anyone's know. listening to this and uh, has got a, a laugh out of you and you know how to draw, do make some art, please, and tag us. We tagged even at D Slayer Podcast. <laughs> we would be so appreciative. <laughs> oh dear. I think this is a sign that we need to uh, get out of here. Yeah, it's time to round us out, Vila. Yeah, so Marion, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at microwavy the E before the V. And I also co host uh The View from the Top, a Haiku podcast. It's at Haiku Pod on Twitter. And I also have my own personal podcast with uh, three other friends called The Good Friends of Anime Club. It's at Good Friends Cast, also on Twitter. Uh, yeah, check it out if you want to. We have some good uh, fun times. And Sakaki, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Kirobon on Twitter. K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N. That's my, that was my personal Twitter, but lately I've been tweeting a lot more like manga news from it, so... I guess manga is my personal life, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but my professional quote unquote Twitter is at uh, WSS Talkback. And the blog is WSS Talkback.blogspot.com, where it's just where I talk about Shonen Sunday, the other Shonen magazine <laughs> that people know mostly for Conan and Rumiko Takahashi. Um, been quiet lately because of the holidays and there hasn't been Sunday to talk about, but hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to change that a little bit with Sunday coming back. Yeah, yeah for the blog, there are reviews of manga, which I need to get back to doing. <laughs> Translation of, um, of, um, interviews, stuff like that. And yeah, so definitely take a look at that. We just hit 2,500 followers, so that's a milestone. Oh, considering congratulations. Thank you. Considering we, considering we started this um, Twitter back January 19th last year, so that's pretty amazing to me. <laughs> so That was awesome progress. Congrats. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. And yeah, definitely follow both of these guys. They're both fantastic people. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ. Usually I'm on there either reading manga, writing reviews, not sleeping, or doing all three at the same time. Please send help. (laughs) (laughs) I love a monotone. (laughs) You can find my manga reviews over on all-comic.com, as well as my more Toonami-focused uh, writing over on tsunamifaithful.com so check out both of those and as far as the podcast goes 
You can find that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website at TanamiFaithful.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast. And we post updates about when the podcast comes out and stuff like that on those, and various Demon Slayer news on the Demon Slayer Podcast Twitter. Um, and you can stream the podcast on basically any podcast streaming platform at this point. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, we're there. And yeah, so just subscribe to us on whatever you listen to podcasts on and listen to all of our episodes. But that about does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Yeah. Good night. Bye-bye.